This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. husband has the green thumb in our house. He's the one that can really nurture and grow plants, plants of all kinds. Not only in the house, he also grows beautiful flowers outside as well. Well, one day, some years ago, my best friend gave him an exotic green plant cutting. And the plant cutting was growing in a jar of water. Now, my husband was supposed to have the plant potted in some soil, or he was going to do it himself, either one, and he never did. What's amazing is that this green plant is still thriving and growing, and it's incredibly beautiful, even though it's only food and it's only sustenance is water. How it's growing in water like that, I don't know. I can't even imagine. And recently I was talking to my friend about it and I said, you know that plant cutting that you gave my husband? It's still growing in the water and there are no brown leaves. It doesn't look bad. It's very healthy. New leaves are sprouting. It's continued to grow. Now, if it was planted in soil, would it grow bigger? Would it grow thicker? Would it grow faster? I don't know, perhaps would be even more lush. However, for now, with just water as its home, it is still growing. So what's the takeaway lesson in all of that? Thinking about this plant cutting that's growing in water. Wherever you are, draw sustenance from that environment. Take in the food where you are and grow. And because your circumstances aren't ideal, don't just say to yourself, I won't grow, or I can't grow, and I can't develop. You can grow where you are. Maybe not as much as you could if you were somewhere else. However, you can grow where you are. So maximize your opportunity from the living water where you currently reside. Now, unlike the plant, We as people, we can plan to get potted in different soil. We can move. If not today, we can move later. Or if you're already planted in soil, and it's your impression that that soil is really shallow, you can go to deeper ground at some point. You just have to plan it, visualize it, and get there. If the pot where you're growing is too small and your growth is limited where you are, you're in a job that maybe feels like a dead end where you think you've already learned everything you can learn there, you can move to a bigger pot. You can move to deeper soil. In the meantime, just remember to grow where you are. And what I want to remind us of is what... God told his people 
the Israelites so many times. For example, when they went down into Egypt, Joseph was down in Egypt as a slave because his brothers had sold him into slavery. And he had become quite prominent in the land. And so he was a ruler, even though he was still enslaved, so to speak. And so he was able to save his whole family from the famine because he was there and he was in such a prestigious position. Later in their history, after that Pharaoh had died and other Pharaohs came on board, the whole nation of Israel was enslaved down in Egypt. And God did not want them to diminish in numbers. He did not want them to peter out in any way because his intention always was to continue to bless his people, Israel. So he wanted them to continue to have children, to be fruitful, to grow, and to multiply, even while they were in Egypt. And even when this scam came up, where Pharaoh tried to entice the midwives to kill the babies that were being born, they refused. And the Jewish women continued to just have more and more babies. And that's what God intended for them to prosper and grow, even though their conditions were harsh and severe and not ideal. And when he later brought them out of Egyptian captivity, he wanted to be bringing out a large number of people, not just a few little stragglers who had barely made it. So they were to continue to grow. Similarly, in the history of God's people, there were times when he was disciplining them and he allowed enemy nations to take them into captivity. Such was the case for Judah, who went into Babylonian captivity in a number of different ways. And even though they were going to be in Babylonian captivity for a while, God never intended that that would be the end. And in fact, he was planning to bring them out from that. He had a set number of years that they were going to be under Babylonian captivity, and then they were going to come out of that. So he gave them some specific instructions about what to do while they were down there. And it fits with what we're talking about today, about maximizing your opportunity in your living water where you are. Here they are in the land of Babylon, foreign land, a land of a lot of false gods and so on and so forth. And God did not want them to diminish there either. So in Jeremiah 29, starting with verse 4, this is what the Lord is saying to them. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat their fruit, take wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace you will have peace. So blessings to you as you abound and grow in the living water where you now live. As an executive business leader, you have many difficult decisions to make every single day. And it's important to think about how do you develop your people? 
How do you launch and develop high-performance teams? And how do you create a culture that wins every time? If you would like to take a look at your organization and to talk about the wisdom and guidance that would propel you to create a best place to work and also competitive advantage, then I invite you to apply for a consultation to work with me. Go to my website, www.transleadership.com, go to the services page, and under organizational consultation, you will see a tab that says, contact us. That's where you request a consultation. So if you are an executive business leader in a medium to large size company, then I look forward to receiving your application and having a conversation with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.